Well, we just, uh, we welcome you, and before we get going this morning, um, actually, Stephen was preaching over at First Street Methodist, right, and uh, this morning, and got the honor of bringing the word over there. They have an early service, and he got done and came back here, and it's, thank you, <laughs> thank you, and uh but uh, every week we pray for another body of Christ besides Boomerang because we're not the only one. And so I was, I had it down to pray for First Street Methodist and pray for Stephen as he preaches. But I forgot he was preaching early, then going to be here. So we're going to pray now for you preaching earlier at 930. Ne- and next week you're going to be there too. I, well, I was going to share that later, but it was funnier when I said we were going to pray for earlier. So... Um, so, Lord, we just lift up Stephen for when he was going to pray earlier this morning or <laughs> preach earlier this morning. And uh, we just thank you, Lord, that your word was planted. And we just lift up First Street Methodist. Lord, we just, they are a part of who we are. They're a part of the body of Christ. And, Lord, we just, we don't wish that, that some parts of the body do good and some don't. We want every part of the body to rise up to the fullness that God has planned for. And so, Lord, we just call First Street Methodist blessed in every way in Jesus' name. Let your blessing be manifest in their lives, in that church, in that body. And, Lord, we just praise you for it and thank you for it, Father. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Any weapon formed against them, Lord, we just call it to nothing. No weapon formed against it shall prosper. And, Lord, we just ask for wisdom. Let them have the wisdom of God operating in the mind of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, we've kind of been in a series that's very, been very disjointed. It's like preach a couple and then stop, take pause, and then preach a couple and then pause. But it's who, what, why, goodness, who, what, when, where, why, and how. And uh, we talked about the who, what, when, where, and why. We talked about why first, and then the who, what, when, where. And now we're talking about the how. And what we talked about was this, is that this message has not been, it's not very complicated. It's a pretty simple message. Uh, but it's very practical, and it's very important for us to get a hold of it. And I do want to tell you that in the next couple of weeks, uh, over the next three weeks, we're going to do a, we're going to put a break in this series again, and we'll finish it sometime. We'll finish it, you know. You just just hang around; it'll wrap up at some point, and it'll be awesome. And uh, but we're doing a series called uh, over the next three weeks, and this is going to. I think that you're going to get a lot out of this. It's called Resurrection. Uh, leave, stay, and go. And we talked about it some on uh, the Connection Show. And if you haven't seen that yet, you definitely probably want to. I can tell you, when we talked about this series on the Connection Show, the power of God came in here. And uh, it was it was, um, it was was precious. I mean, it was precious. So I'm expecting that same thing and even greater as we preach that series, but just resurrection, leave, stay, and go. That'll start next week, and then go the uh, for three weeks total. So, let's turn to First John four and nineteen. Who, what, when, where, why, and how? And today we're talking about how we talked about. It was important for us to establish the why 
first. And so the very first week we talked about the why. And it really all started with uh, when we were doing some planning and we were just talking about establishing culture. We were asking the question, why do we do what we do? Why do we, you know, go to sleep, play, work, rest, read the Bible, pray, come to church? Why do we do those things? Why do we serve? You know, uh, why do we respond badly sometimes to people when we shouldn't? What's the reason? What's our why? What motivates us? Because if you don't know that, then you're probably going to have some problems later on. uh, Because if you don't have your why right, you're going to be on the wrong tracks going in the wrong direction. So if your why is incorrect, uh, that would be really bad. And uh, so going on, you know, one of the things that we found out was that people have whys that sound good. But in the end, here's what happens. You know, one bad thing comes up and that reason, that why that they had can easily get derailed. If it's not the right why, it's easy to derail the train of your life and jump the tracks and cause a big mess. And so we established that the why is this. 1 John 4.19, this is our why. We love because he first loved us. This is also the, you know, part of the how is we love through his love. In other words, we couldn't love, we couldn't do what we want to do if we didn't receive the love of Christ. If we didn't know Christ, if we didn't accept him, then we, our why is going to be off from the beginning. And a matter of fact, in 1 John 4, 8, I, that scripture's not down there, but it says, it says, those that do not love do not know him. So in other words, if you don't know him, you don't even have the ability to operate in true godly love. Now you have the ability to operate in like the world's kind of love, but not the kind of love that will last forever. Not the one that will stand. Okay? So our why is we love God. This is that if if we're doing anything and the answer is not if and you ask yourself why, or the Holy Spirit asks yourself why, or your loving spouse asks yourself, why are you doing that? Then and your answer is not because I love you. And uh, and your answer is not because I love God, then you're already off track. And the problem is, it won't stand. It may be a good idea, it may last for a while, but it won't stand. So we talked about why we love God because he first loved us. Who, it really comes down to everybody. Whether you know them or not, you are ready to move by the Holy Spirit at any moment with anybody that you're ready. The what is, we want to be an ambassador. Well, that means winning souls, making disciples, moving in the power and the love of God. In other words, we want to be an ambassador everywhere we go. And how are we going to do that? And Or to whom are we going to do that? We're going to do that with everybody. Why are we going to do that? Because we love God. We're the, so the what that we're doing is we're being an ambassador everywhere we go, no matter if it's, you know, in our workplace or in our, you know, uh, in church, uh, let me just say this. this. This really popped up strong in my spirit just right there. We're called to be an ambassador no matter what circumstances we find ourselves in. You know, a lot of times I've been in places where 
Uh, everybody around me, I mean, it was not a Christian environment. It was a very caustic environment. And a lot of times in those types of environments at work or wherever, we are tempted to kind of put down our Christianity in the middle of that environment. And, well, you know, you understand it's just not the same there. When darkness is darker, that's when light needs to be even brighter. In other words, that, that should not give us a pass. Just because everybody around you is cussing like crazy, that's when God has called you to stand up and be the greatest ambassador you can be. Now, that doesn't mean condemning the darkness in everybody, you know. <laughs> that doesn't mean that. It just means let the love of God shine in you even more. So that, I believe that's for somebody, and it could be somebody here, it could be somebody watching. But don't buy into the excuse that, well, everybody here is just crazy anyway, so you know, if I drop a, a cuss word here or there that everything's okay. No, 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 that, that's not the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be that you even allow the love of God even more to come out of you, and you put down the body and renew the mind to the word and allow that light to come out. The what, be an ambassador. The when, anytime. The where, anywhere. In other words, at any moment, be it in church or work or anywhere else, we are ready to allow God to move us, to, to move through us, and be the ambassador he's called us to be. And then we're talked about the how. The first part of the how was we asked this question uh, because we said this in, in the why. If being all in for God isn't a matter of life and death for you, you are already lukewarm. And, man, like every time I say that, it hits me. It's like, bam, you know. If being all in with God isn't a matter of life and death with you, you are already lukewarm. And so we've got to carry this why all the time. But how do we get our why, our love for God in every circumstance? How do we get our why to be a matter of life and death? And, and what we talked about last time was we need our wants. See, a lot of times, this is what we talked about in the last uh, how, was our wants need to line up with God's wants. And, and I gave a picture of a house, and we, the house of our life, and there's a preacher out on the street, and we will throw up the window, and we'll even shout an amen. Amen, preacher, yeah, preach it. That's good stuff, good preaching. But when God comes and knocks on the door of the house, we're like, don't answer. I don't want him to come in here because he might shine the light in some rooms that they're mine. And so we've got to take the time to establish our wants and make our wants line up with God's wants. And today, in part two, again, how are we to be this ambassador to fulfill our why? After we change, you know, we work on it to change our wants to be God's wants. See, we'll sit in here and we'll say amen, amen, amen. But people will do what they want to do. And if you find yourself in sin and constantly tripping up, guess what? It's because truly, at the core of who you are, you want to. You want to. In other words, you don't want to do godliness as much as you want to do the sin 
right? I mean, that's true. We don't, we don't necessarily like hearing it. But on some level, we, out, after we go outside of these doors, we've got to start changing our wants. Well, the first part of changing our wants is starting to know what God wants. That means we've got to be in relationship with him, be in an intimate fellowship with him. That's a part of, actually, that is eternal life, is an intimate fellowship with him. But on some level, we've got to say, all right, is this that I'm wanting to do the same thing that God wants to do? And we've got to start asking that question all in every area of our life. And then if we see something that he wants to do, but we don't want to do it, we've got to say, all right, you're Lord, I'm going to make you Lord. I'm going to make my want your want. That was a really, if you didn't hear that message, I strongly recommend backtracking and listening to all of these. So let's turn to Genesis 5, 24. Enoch is one of my favorite people in the Bible, and there's like, you know, five or six verses about him. It's not too many. But he's just one of my favorites because his life is so simple, and it really starts with kind of uh, this verse kind of gives you that description of him. 524 in Genesis says, Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Now, this is a good thing. We find that out over in Hebrews 11:5. It says, by faith, Enoch was taken up. So in other words, Enoch walked with God in a faith that was so powerful that God said, come with me. He was taken up so that he would not see death and he was not found because God took him up. For he obtained the witness that before his being taken up, he was pleasing to God. Man, I want this testimony in my life. I want God to have this testimony about me. But what I want to point out here is, is back in Genesis, the verse, it says, Enoch walked with God. He walked with God. How many of you would like to have this testimony about your life? Or you just want to? I walk with God. I walk with God. Doesn't that just sound strong? I mean, isn't that just a, man, I walk with God. I walk with God. <laughs> you know, yeah, doesn't it just, just it's, there's something about it. He walks with God. Wouldn't it be nice if people, when they talked about you, they said, he walks with God. I heard, I heard somebody recently talking about a very controversial subject in the world right now. And um, he said, even if I thought that that was right, he said, even if I thought that it was right and godly, he said, I don't believe this subject that we were talking about. He says, I don't believe that it is. He said, but even if I thought that it was right and godly, would I rather be known as somebody who championed that topic or would I rather be known as somebody that, you know, walked with God, that, that lifted up Jesus and him, Christ and him crucified? You know, which one's stronger, that I was a champion of a topic or that I was a champion of Christ? You know, how would it, wouldn't it be nice if, if you had people that said they walk with God? That, that would be a great testimony. And look at this in, in Genesis 6, 8 through 9. This is going to be such a simple message. We're going to be done here in a few minutes. A few can mean a lot of different things. So 
Genesis 6, 8 through 9 says, But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. These are the records of the generations of Noah. Noah was righteous, a righteous man, blameless in his time. Noah walked with God. He walked with him. Like already, can you, can you kind of feel that change inside of you saying, I need to walk with God. Genesis forty-eight fifteen. it says, He blessed Joseph and said, The God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my, day, all my life to this day. You see, there's a, there's a principle in the Word, and there's a principle all throughout the Bible and all throughout the Gospel that if you're doing right, you're walking with God. And so I asked you this already, but do you want to walk with God? Do you want to have that testimony? You know, Paige walked with God. Tim walked with God. John walked with God. Do you want to have that testimony? Brian walked with God. Oh, man, I want that testimony. Let me ask you this question. Do you want God to walk with you? And it's the same question, but it's different at the same time. Man, I want him to walk with me. I want him to walk with me. Remember what we're doing in this series is we're determining how. How are we to be an ambassador? How do we get into the place where we're doing the right thing at the right time, in the right place, with the right people? We need to change our wants. We need to make sure our why is right. We, we need to walk with God. We need to walk with Him. And we want God walking with me. We want God walking with us. We want him a part of our lives. And now let's go to Amos 3.3. Can two walk together except they be agreed? And now we're coming to this. If you want to walk with God and you want, walk, you want God to walk with you, You've got to be in agreement with God. He puts it right here in his word. There's two people. They can't walk together unless they come into agreement. And so here's the question. Are you in agreement with God? Do you, does your life agree with the things of God? Or does the fruit of your life put you in disagreement with the things of God? God wants me to love, God wants me to forgive, but oh man, I won't let go of stuff. And, and anytime somebody comes up to me, I just blow up at them, you know, and, and, and they, they grab my parking spot. That's my parking spot. I deserve that parking spot. You would think, I'd have, I use that example all the time, you would think I really have a problem with parking spots. <laughs> I really don't. I don't think. Maybe I do. Holy Spirit, you trying to say something? But... It's just a good example. You know? How about, how about giving yourself unconditionally to your spouse? How about, how about giving yourself to the purposes of God, the plan of God? 
How about, how about giving yourself to the vision that God has for you and the vision that God has for the body that you're in? Have you given yourself to that? Because that's kind of the reason he puts you in a body. Have you done that? Are you in agreement with God or are you in agreement with yourself? Because you can walk all by yourself, but unless you're walking with God, it's not really a good testimony. Which means you have to come into agreement with him. Because he's so good, he doesn't ever have to change. It's us that has to change. So right now, you know, just think about your life. Uh, in the New Living, here's the same verse. It says, can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction in other words, God's got a direction for your life. But how many times have you and I and everybody else said, well, I got my own direction. I'm going to walk to the beat of my own drum, you know. And we're leaving God behind and we're not walking with God. We, we're not talking with God. We're not participating with Him. We can't agree together because we go the way that life has taught us to go. Instead of looking at the word and saying, this is what God says. I need, it's not him who needs to get in agreement with me. It's me who needs to get in agreement with him. And when I get in agreement with him, now we can walk together. A lot of what's holding us back in our lives is we come up to an area and we're not willing to give it to God and not willing to come into agreement to God because we've been taught this is how you do it. This is the way to do it. And so we're not in agreement with God at all. And yet we, because we come to church, we feel like we walk with them. Coming to church is not walking with God. It's a part of walking with God, but it in itself does not mean. And, and if, that's not, if there's not proof of that in America today, we've had people that have gone to church all their lives. And really, we're in a worse condition than ever. Going to church by itself is not walking with God as a whole it's a part of it you absolutely should be at church you absolutely should be a part of the of a body promoting and and producing the vision that god has given that body but that in itself checking off that going to church box is not walking with god you you can check the going to church box but that doesn't automatically check the walking with god box walking with god box means that i've got to renew my mind and come into agreement with him i've got to look at my life and say what things are out of alignment with god what things are out of agreement with god in the message it says this do two people walk hand in hand if they aren't going to the same place and, and I would say every one of us in here, including myself, the truth of the matter is the place where we're going and the place where God's going is different. And if you're not willing to look at your life and, and realize that and realize that there's some stuff in you you don't even know about yet, there's stuff in you God knows about you, but you don't even get it yet, like it's so deep down and a part of who this corrupted world has trained you to be that if you don't realize that then you'll just keep walking blindly but not with God when we're looking at how we've got to say Lord 
I need to agree with you. I need to come into agreement with you because, Lord, I need to walk with you. And, Lord, I need you to walk with me. And in order for us to do that, I've got to agree with you. I've got to agree on your things, your wants, your desires. Lord, I've got to agree with your plans. I've got to agree with how you do things. I've seen things just in the history of Boomerang. I've seen things that I definitely did not agree with uh, as to what happened. I've seen things that I did like. Just, you know, talking about the direction of the church and like seven years ago when we started, what I thought would happen versus what actually happened, I, I disagree with that. Well, too bad it's happened now, so get over it, Brian. But it's you've got to find out that, hey, God's got a different plan than we do. And that's okay. You hear from him, agree with him, and you go forward. And you keep going forward till what you know is God. But that means you've got to take time to back up and say, what is God? What is his heart? What does he want to do? And so this morning, I just want you to look in your life. Like, take a moment right now. Just take a moment and look in your life. Say, Lord, you know, and if you come back with a yes answer, we'll, we'll just, you know, cast out that lying devil. But um, if you come, you know, Lord, does my life fully agree with you? Am I in agreement with you? Lord, what areas, what areas in my life am I out of agreement? What areas is that? What areas do I need to come into line with you? I need to agree with you. And it's not just, you know, it, it's not just saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to do this. I don't. I don't agree with it, but I'm going to do it. So it's not just, you know, obeying only. It's an attitude of the heart that says, even if I don't agree with you now, I recognize it's me that needs to change my heart. And Lord, I'm willing to do that. That is submission. And that's where the power of God comes in where greater grace is poured out in your life. So right now, just, just bow your head and, and Lord, what, what are those things? Lord, show me those areas that I don't agree. And there's probably some that you know right off the bat. I mean, right now you could probably list them. These are things that I'm not in agreement with you on. And it's different things for different people. Maybe for you it's maybe for you it's the music you listen to or the movies you watch or 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 cigarettes or or drugs or alcohol or it could be a number of different things. Things that you know are not right but you've been struggling putting them down. And and we do what we want to do. So we've got to find that place where we say, Lord, I love you more than that. Maybe it, maybe it's cussing. Maybe it's 
Maybe it's not loving on your spouse properly. Maybe it's not having God in priority. Maybe you've got your, your spouse and your children or grandchildren or your work or, or even your church. You've got that above God. And that's not in agreement with God and His Word. So maybe you know what it is, but also there's probably, and more than probably, it's almost an absolute, I would say it is, that there's stuff inside of you that you don't even realize yet that does not agree with God and it's actually causing problems in your life right now and you didn't even know it was there. So you're saying, Lord, help me to see the things that I need to come in agreement with you on. And when you show me what's off, where I'm not in agreement, I will change them and I will learn how to walk with you. So, Lord, right now, we just pray, just you can agree with this. Just, Father, we want to be in agreement with you because we want to walk with you. We want you to walk with us. Lord, we recognize that we need you in our lives we need you walking with us and when you walk with us your grace and your glory goes before us and starts even solving problems before they get to us lord we need you to walk with us but we recognize in order to walk with you we need to come into agreement with your things lord we repent right now for not agreeing with everything about you we change that and we move towards agreement, full agreement in our lives. We praise you for it. And we thank you for it. Thank you for helping us see those things that need to be changed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.